Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kitties around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. And the would-be attacker was then eaten alive by the swarm of kittens. And now over to music. The man, the myth, the legend, DJ Melody is coming out of retirement and taking up residency where else but in the home of house music, Detroit Rock City. We'll keep you up to date with the show schedules as they are released. And now in sports, former QPR and Toronto FC player Danny Dicchio has accepted the head coaching role for Detroit City FC in the USL Championship. When asked for comment, Danny said, Fuck off, how did you get my number? I'm Clitter Stetch out for Jine for Footy Prime News. <laughs> ah, that's amazing. It's the first time we've heard that. That's brilliant, JC. It's a big day for us on Footy Prime, isn't it, I think? Now, it's not official just yet, but it's everywhere, this news. And uh, it will be made official later today, a little bird told me. It is Danny official. Dicchio. Danny Wait Dicchio. a second. It's, it's confirmed, but not official. It's confirmed by whom? I don't know. Well, I've heard. Wikipedia has it. Like Beach, I said congratulations. He said thanks, bud. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> confirmed. Oh, that, that room's leaking already, eh? Jesus Christ. It's not even a day on the job. No, the big news is great news. We're not well, live, our are very own, <laughs> Our very own Danny Dicchio. Now, for those who don't know, uh, when this, this little podcast of ours began what, four years ago, uh, it, was, it was Dan Wong, it was JC, it was Craig Forrest, it was myself, and, and Danny Dicchio. And uh, he was living his dream. Somewhere along the line, um, he, he said to us, listen, fellas, I've got to follow my other dream. It's not just podcasting. It's coaching. And of course, he, he left for Sacramento Republic as an assistant coach, did a great job there. And now, two years later, he gets the head coaching position. He's always craved. The one that he wasn't even interviewed for at Toronto FC, despite being there for so many years, doing a great job at the academy, uh, not even 
interviewed for. Anyway, that's a different story for a different time, right? Uh, but yeah, Deech, congratulations. We're all ecstatic for you and all available for hire, more importantly. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think if, it's a celebration. Detroit needs a podcast, eh, Sharns? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no podcasts in Detroit. Well, Jimmy, maybe we, Jimmy maybe and Dobbs can go coach. Maybe we go down for a road trip first, first game. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be brilliant, actually. We should do that. It's a great idea. One of those great ideas that won't happen. But hey, it's a great idea. Is it, hey, JC, is Detroit the home of house music? Detroit is no. the home of house music. It, yeah, it's it, uh, it was the warehouse was the club that it all began in. <laughs> but it's also Detroit Rock City and Motown. Motown, so too, yeah. It's, yeah, it's basically the music mecca, unless you're like a country music artist. It's like the music mecca of North America, I would think. Chicago, wasn't Chicago house music? Hmm. That's where house music was born in Chicago. That's well, I should. Uh, we should correct that uh, news report then because they're full of shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm happy that our first footy prime news report was wrong. So that stays consistent with who we are. <laughs> Seriously. I'll tell you what, though, it wouldn't take much for Deech to get the old tables out once again and start spinning. Mm. Remember when he was on the show? Like, he'd always tell us, oh, yeah, I've got to do that. I've got to get some some dates booked. And he never did it. No. Well, he also, his his buddy DJ Spoonie came on at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We've got to go back and we'll ha- hit the archives and the yeah. crates for, for Deech. Right. And we'll bring back some of his greatest stories. We'll find the one about uh, Robbie Savage. And we'll put that's that the best on. One. Yeah, that's, that's a the really best good one. one. To be fair, Deitch, Deitch was an amazing DJ. In the UK, he was unbelievable. Everybody loved him. Well, I was, sitting at a, I was sitting at a bar the other day, and there was this English fellow who moved here a few years ago. He played in like the league below where Wrexham plays. And I was talking to him about the show and I mentioned that Dickio. And then the second time I saw him, he's like, oh, you'd mentioned about had I ever seen Danny Dickio play or did I ever play with Danny Dickio? said, no, I didn't. But I saw him do a bunch of sets in Ibiza or Ibiza or Ibiza. For, yeah. Um, and he's like, he was he was amazing. He's like, Melody. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's him. He's like, he was unbelievable. Like the guy was the best. Yeah. So gets around. It's funny. I'm just. I remember from from day one playing with Deech, and uh, look, we we've always got along. We played against each other too in the UK, and and he always talked about California. He's like, one day I'm going to live in California, mate. And I was like, yeah, all right, we'll see, Deech. He goes, no, I'm telling you, I'm going to, I'm I'm moving there. I'm going to live there. So he got to live his dream and live in California, and now he's head coach of Detroit. He's the main man, so I'm excited for him. What a journey he's had. Did he ever uh, on those? It's never easy, by the way. It's it's never easy picking up the family and moving somewhere different. So for him Mm -hmm. to pick up the family, move to Toronto, play here for a number of years, coach here, family settled, then move them to California. They got to live the California lifestyle. Now to Detroit. And beautiful Detroit's beautiful this time of year as well. So it's uh <laughs> I get that, Jimmy. <laughs> he, he never said to you, "Oh, oh, Jimmy, I, I, one day I'm gonna, I'm gonna live in Detroit." There's no, there's no, there's no fucking palm trees in Detroit. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's a summer league. It's a summer league, right? No, it's it's great for him. Uh, we're really happy for him. And he almost joined Chicago. Don't forget, originally, only uh, the last minute did he end up in Toronto. 
Yeah. And uh, was was aiming to, to play in Chicago. So uh, has always had that that gravitas towards the States, I suppose. But again, the brain drain, right? Another Canadian football guy having to leave the country for opportunity. It's, yeah. it's also, Charms, there's this level of uh, friendship that we have with them that we can actually say not only we're ecstatic, but we're proud. We're super proud of him because he, within the first four weeks of our podcast, he actually said, my number one goal is to be, you know, a, the, the head the head manager at uh, a professional, either um, MLS or Prem team. And he's moving in that direction. So it's amazing. Yeah, but fuck that. He owes us everything. Yeah, that's true. We kept him in the right. limelight, didn't we? Yeah, without, without us, he's not head coach in Detroit. No. <laughs> he fed off our celebrity. Yep. <laughs> and, and our, um, I don't know, the ability for us to keep him in the public spotlight. Yeah. It's because of us. Yeah, and I mean, he and I both did Just for Men on our beards. Remember he came in? <laughs> With a full black beard. He looked like a pirate. <laughs> he did. Like he was mate. really weird like, looking, wasn't he? Yeah, it was like, went from a soft gray to like <laughs> pitch black beard. You're like, what's going on? Then he inspired me to do it. It looked horrible. To be like, fair, though, all the stories I've heard you guys tell about Deech, because I have yet to meet him. I would love to meet him, even if it was just virtual on, on the podcast. He was just there because he was kind of coming to the podcast record with you. He never seemed particularly enthused <laughs> in any of the stories I've heard you guys recount. He's like lying on his bed. You're like, Deech, are you, are you there? <laughs> so maybe he's right where he should be right now. <laughs> yeah. No, he needed us, Dubs. <laughs> Whatever you need to tell yourself, Sharon. <laughs> well, listen, if not for um, for Deech coming here and then leaving, we wouldn't have had Jimmy joining us yep. full time. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah, it's that's, wonders that's, for my career, you guys. Good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. He ruined hey, this. There's an opening at Sacramento, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow the path. You never know. No, it's great. We will get Deech on. We've been talking to him for like months now about him coming on the show, but it hasn't ever worked out with his training schedule. But we'll do a, I think we'll do a, like you mentioned, one go in the dark web. We'll do a, an interview. We'll do a special pod uh, when we get a chance with Deech. Although, having listened to this, he might decide not to. Now, maybe it's going to become a big-time Charlie now. He's too good for us. BTC. Yeah, mm-hmm. BTC. It's possible, right? Maybe you guys can do, we can do like a special Christmas episode. I mean, like a very special Deech Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Woody Prime. <laughs> Grow that beard nice and bushy, Deech, and you'll fit right in. <laughs> uh, no crazy today. No crate today as it stands right now. He, he's he's currently uh, in the midst of helping his dad move in Vancouver, and uh, there is no interweb available, as per usual with Craig, in fairness. But he might pop up at some point, but uh, he'll be back in time, we think, for – is it for Friday or next week? When, when's Craig back in town? Uh, I think mm, Saturday, so oh, probably Saturday, is next week, yeah. Okay. All right. I think he said Saturday. I have no idea. He's it's he's gonna bad. lock himself in the store his dad's storage and never be seen again. That's <laughs> that's his crate. If you go to bed too. It's too bad because so many great um, storylines that I wanted him to address, but he's not here, so he can't. But I, I wasn't asking about this whole Aaron Ramsdale situation and how. You know, I'm not sure if you saw the interview last week when Ramsdale admitted that he can't focus for 90 minutes and he gets distracted and he has to kind of engage with the fans and the negativity to keep his focus. Oh, and often it will drift away from the game. 
And, you know, a lot of people have been hammering for this and saying, well, that's why you're not Arsenal's number one now. But I don't know. Isn't that, it seems that might be quite a common, common place for goalkeepers dubs. A lot of these fellas just, and women just stand around and do nothing most of the game. It must be relatively easy, isn't it, to, to lose focus? Jeez, oh, it must be so difficult to be to be a goalkeeper, especially if you're going long spells without being involved. It must be so difficult. I, I commend him for being transparent about it, for talking about it. I'm sure he's not the only one. I'm sure there's tons of people who can relate to that in, in their daily lives, right? So, I mean, of course, that's his job and he needs to stay focused, but... You know, admitting that he needs to to work on that aspect, I think I think is a good thing. Um, but yeah, it must be really really difficult as a, as a goalkeeper to, to to stay engaged to keep that focus, um, especially if all the all the actions happening at the other end of the pitch. Fuck, we isn't lose it, focus. Isn't it amazing, boxes. right? Isn't it amazing with yeah. footballers, right? When people say, "Oh, well, they don't talk much. They don't tell you sometimes what's going on." Then the minute you get a goalkeeper who goes, "You know what?" To stay focused, I sometimes have to engage with the fans. And then all of a sudden, he's getting criticized going, that's why you're not fucking starting because you're too busy dealing with the fans. And so the guy opens up and then gets hammered for it. So next time, they'll just go, well, I'll shut up then. Yeah, exactly. That's precisely Just being honest and he gets hammered. Mm -hmm. Is it tougher in England, though? Is England way worse for that than it is in Canada? Oh, yeah. England, 100%. Yes. Yeah. You say anything, they jump all over it. Someone will. So negative at times. Not much positivity not a- there, is there, Sharms? No, well, there is at first. They'll build you up. They'll build you up. They'll build these guys up, right? And then they'll just, oh. just pick, bit by bit, pick them apart and destroy them. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? I remember yeah. I was watching this thing. I think it was on YouTube, and they were talking about like Scottish people, and they were saying uh, what they're like at times, where they're like. Oh, it's all right, Johnny. You've got a beautiful house and lovely car, man. Family's amazing. And then a few drinks when they have an argument, and then it's, look at you with your big fancy fucking house <laughs> and your car. <laughs> hey, look at you. Beautiful life. Yeah. <laughs> so they big you up, and then the minute they got a chance, it just comes straight at you to bring you back down. Mm-hmm. It's just humans, dubs. Humans are awful, awful creatures. <laughs> Yeah, we often see what we want to see. But uh, like back to Ramsdale, there's there's no one size fits all approach, whether you're a goalkeeper or um, a midfielder or, or a wide player or, or a manager. Um, so if he needs to stay part of what fuels him and allows him to tap into that place that pulls the best out of him, if it's if it involves dealing with the fans or engaging with the fans in some regard, Sometimes that's what you need to pull you back in. And it's not going to be the same for a Nick Pope, or it's not going to be the same thing for a Rhea or um, a Memi Martinez or whomever. It's, it's going to be different. And, and the sooner that people realize that, the better, because it's a very individual approach. And once you figure out what works for you as a professional, that's what you do. And that will also evolve. It's not going to be the same one season to the next. Sure, there are pillars that remain the same. But there are things that are going to change because you are also evolving as a person, but as as a professional, as a player. Yeah, no, it's a great point. And, and I do wonder, like, look at Edison, for example, compared to, you know, a, another goalkeeper who's who's more busy. I mean, we don't talk about Edison that much, apart from his distribution, because, okay, in, in recent weeks, they've been conceded some goals, I get that. But generally speaking, you never talk about him because we never see him. 
he doesn't he's never involved because his team has so much possession of the ball. But every now and again he'll make that that brilliant save. And oh yeah, he's still a really good shot stopper. As a keeper, I mean, you want to win and it's gotta be a hell of a lot of fun playing behind that Man City team. But at the same time, I mean, you wanna be active too, don't you? And a little bit busy to keep that focus and just to enjoy your craft. Yeah, I would say so, but uh, as, as a goalkeeper, I'm sure a lot of them would would swap out places with him, right? <laughs> He's got plenty of time to be busy in practice. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, there is an element to that 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 you want to stay, uh, you want to stay sharp, um, and that involves routine stops. And then if you're not really getting, you don't want to get peppered. You know, you don't want all the action to be happening in your own box but you want to stay involved in some regard and also to feel that you're, you're contributing and that can come in other, other spheres, not just the amount of touches you have, but, but yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's part of him that thinks like, you know, maybe if you just had a couple more, it'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Their mentality is so different though as goalkeepers, isn't it? The way they think, the way they are. That's why they got a goalkeeper union. And it's funny because when you look at it and I maybe, maybe there's something to this because even when you were in the, the schoolyard, and you're putting the teams together. It was always the worst outfield player where you just say, okay, you're in that. Yeah. <laughs> you go and go because you stink out here. So you go back there. So it was kind of like they've been just put down their whole life and end up in net, whether it's hockey. Whether it's How did football. that feel, Charms? <laughs> I get used to it after a while. You know, it's not so bad. Actually, I was a goalkeeper. When I was like 10, I was a goalkeeper, actually. I loved it. I freaking loved it. Honestly. Because you, you didn't get picked? They were like, Charms, <laughs> That may have been the reason. I can't remember now. But I absolutely, like, loved Bruce Grobola. That's why. Like, loved him. He was my favorite athlete outside of Steve Davis. Seven-time World Snooker Champion. And I, and I, I can still smell the gloves. You know, remember those gloves you used to get? As a kid, and they were like, uh, like their material, but they had like the, the, the tire rubber stitched to the, the palm. Oh, like the marigolds. Was that what they were? I said, get through, like, you know, what marigolds so are, right? Marigolds are like you're the ones you wear when you're washing dishes, no? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Are they marigolds? No, not like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to find a picture of these things. They were, you could buy them. Remember Halfords, Jimmy? That, that store, Halfords? <laughs> He's killing himself. <laughs> Uh, are marigolds oranges? <laughs> They're flowers. Are they flowers? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. No, but I can still smell the rubber. Are you okay, Sharms? <laughs> no, again, like I'm just being you smell taken back toast? to a simpler time. <laughs> why? Like why, smelling, why do you keep smelling your hands? <laughs> I'm talking about the gloves. I'm. I can smell the gloves on my hands right now. With just, last night. Yeah, maybe. And what have I did? What's wrong with Weird. that? <laughs> nothing else just gloves yeah. I just say I'm, you, you, you listen you mocked me for being a shitty footballer and I jumped into it and, and, and was trying to explain to me to you the emotions of being a young goalkeeper in the 80s when you buy these cheap gloves and I'm trying to explain what they were but I can't explain what they are I have I'll to ask you another question yeah. if rugby had goalkeepers do you think your dad would have made you a goalkeeper <laughs> yes probably <laughs> but to go back to this the school grounds Jimmy what you're talking about you always put the shittiest outfield player in, in net I feel like as you got a little bit older like around 10 there was there was a kid whether it was a boy or a girl that would pride themselves on being the one kid that was brave enough to stand in net and just get absolutely hammered with shots That's and then so became true. a badge of honor That's and then so there was true. this like oh 
um, JC's great in it. And then like that kid like puffed out chest and be like, yeah, I am great in that. And then you could just like fire shots at them all day long. And yeah. then they were like, okay, first pick, you're a net. Yeah. Like, there was that like that one kid, I feel like. That's so true. I found the gloves. Here, look. Hmm. They're the gloves. <laughs> oh my God. Looks like a murder weapon. <laughs> Looks awful. <laughs> it does. It's like a murder kit. Yeah. <laughs> I got some handcuffs. It I looks got... so handmade. Yeah, I know. They're, they're like stitched on. They're those rubber strips and the fingers on the palm. Can really? you tell me what your Google and, and search was? What was your Google search? I, I, I went um, 80s kids goalkeeper gloves. And well, I, get red, I, would get, I would get red ones, though, not yellow ones. <laughs> if that's the 80s, I would love to see the 70s goalkeeper gloves. Let's try to see what that looks like. I love this stuff. So when we come on this day. like a Michael Jackson glove. Yeah. That was close. <laughs> Just one, though. <laughs> just um, one so <laughs> tell me about like oh, some, some some sports nostalgia you people have then pricks you're gonna make fun of me there must be something as a kid growing up you know there's something some gear or something or that it reminds you of, of a simpler time no not really no Really? Go, going to the A&W after uh, baseball games, Little League, with my dad. And they still had the um, the people on roller roller skates, and they'd come and give you the big frosty mug of root beer. That, oh, that is a long time ago. Yeah, that was in the, that was probably like 77. They still had those like modern day, I feel like, not even just sort of throwbacks and like a wink to a, a, a bygone era, but like those Sonic restaurants in the US. Oh, was, right. Like, we'd park and then they'd bring the tray out and the the girls would be in the roller skates because there's never the guys. So it's the girls yeah. in the roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, by the way, the Barbie barn you, t- you spoke about. Yeah. Got quite a bit of traction on the social media. Did it? Yeah. yeah. Simonite was all over it. He's got oh. a hat. He used to go there. He knows it quite well. Yeah. Had a hat and he went there with his best man before he got married. That's right. How about that? And then yeah. yeah. thanks to Doug, I now know. I, I thought it was like Barbie barbecues in Barbie the Barbie doll. That's what I was envisioning. Oh, right. When you were oh. telling me, but not Barbie as in barbecue. Oh, I feel like that's on sense. you. Oh. That's on you. You know, it's totally on me. It makes much more sense now. <laughs> Arms, I'm, I'm next time you're on my. I thought the, the Bobby thing. Yeah, right? Jimmy's well, Craig's, got Craig's internet today. Yeah, he's got Craig. I was about to say. <laughs> Jimmy's got Craig's internet. Well, now we know. Next time we're, I'm in Montreal, I'm going to the Bobby barbecue. Yeah, so it was. Yeah, you're kind of behind me. Hey, you want to try? Let's do, let's do a Craig count, Jimmy. One, two, Terms, three, we're, four. We're lucky five. we looked into this because we could have we dressed up as Ken. We could have <laughs> shown up there. Like, oh, hmm, this is awkward. Has yeah. nothing to do with Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Remember the Sears catalog that you guys would take a look at? Oh yeah. As, as a kid, you would take a look out to make your the lingerie. The, the lingerie the <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay. okay, no, I'm talking younger. When you're looking at that for your Christmas gifts, when I was yeah, six, I went through and I crossed out all of the Barbie stuff just to make sure that that was not an option for my parents to give me for Christmas. You went into Barbie. No, I was like into Barbie, and then all of a sudden, I just turned the corner, and I was like anti Barbie. Really? <laughs> I made sure my parents knew it. So yeah, because like Barbie sports. Mm-hmm. 
even though you admitted on dark web that you've thrown out all your trophies as a child. <laughs> Only because my mom was a terrible hoarder. Yeah. It's heartbreaking though. Some some big trophies. <laughs> no, just shitty ones from like youth that were still in our basement that mm. really needed to be thrown out. My mom would not let us. So we had to sneak sneak it all out. <laughs> yeah. I still there must be some regret, some trophy that you wish you hadn't thrown out there. I'm sure of it. No, but I think like as 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 the daughter and my sisters would probably say the same thing of of a mom who hoarded. Um, I think I probably went the other way and I regret that like over the course of my career, like instead of keeping stuff, I just chucked it like, oh, I don't need to keep that. And then I was like, oh, I wish kind of wish I would have kept that that banner from that youth tournament. We went to the Netherlands or something like that. Like that would have been a nice memento. <laughs> but I so, threw it in the dumpster. <laughs> so you're a minimalist now. Uh, JP would disagree. Oh. Mm. Yes, a- we. Yeah. He uh, he's much like anytime we get into fights, which isn't very often, it's about the state of the house because my tolerance for clutter growing up seven people in a small house, I can deal with it. But it's also about being the mom and I'm the one who does the and it's not always a, a gendered thing, but I'm the one who keeps track of the schedule and the kids homework it's, and what's done. And so I, need, I need to see it. Oftentimes it falls to the woman to, to keep track of all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so I can mm-hmm. need to see like their binders and their duo tangs and what to do. And so that sits on the counter and it like fucking dries JP nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all feel for JP. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you guys watch uh, any Champions League yesterday? Yes. Specifically the PSG Newcastle game, 1 1. Some, uh, some more controversy. Your boy, Dubs, Livramento, which I laugh when I saw it, just because it's Livramento. <laughs> mm. the, the worst game. of the Mentos. <laughs> <laughs> the very worst of all the Mentos. <laughs> Livermento. Uh, he gets cool for the handball. I mean, I, I and, wrote and in that, the dark web that he had an awful game, and, and you guys just ignored awful. my pun. No, I saw that. Now, awful. but you know what? I didn't. F-A-L. I didn't twig. I, now it's that's really funny. Thank you. It's always great when people laugh yeah. at your joke later, but not really laughing. They just say that's funny. But <laughs> after you explain it too, you have to fully explain it. Yes, no, it's that's real, good, real ten on ten humor there. <laughs> that's pretty good. But uh, this morning they've announced that the VAR crew from that match have been stepped down for the next round of games. Crazy! This is a, a match that potentially could cost Newcastle a berth in the knockout round. Right now they sit in third place behind PSG, who played Dortmund by the way next time out, and Dortmund have qualified. But I mean, I, do we really want to talk about the handball? I mean, and handball rule. I mean, I'm kind of. Every week there's something. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. No one knows what it is. But that seemed extremely harsh or soft. What's the difference between harsh and soft? Same thing, right, in football, isn't it? Soft penalty, harsh so. penalty. Yeah. I prefer harsh, though, even if they yeah, me have too. similar meaning. I like. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Say harsh, yeah. Soft call? No, Soft. like harsh. They're, they're two Soft football call, terms, aren't they? Yeah, it's a harsh, it's a harsh, harsh call. Because, I mean, come on, what is he supposed to do? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. in the box. It comes off his chest. Like, we have arms attached to our shoulders, most of us. <laughs> and if you don't, I apologize. You two are people. We love you. But you wouldn't have been called for a handball. But most of us do. Yeah. What's the solution here, Jimmy? Is there a solution? Whether always, whether there's VAR or not, there's going to be bullshit calls made and, exactly. and gray areas in the rule book. Yeah, you're always going to get it. Look, we we relied on a referee's decision for so long, and people complained, and now they bring in VAR that's supposed to be the next coming, and oh, we're going to fix the game, and you're still getting the same shit. So why have VAR? <laughs> I know. Yes, the simplest question, but it's true. Why? Why? What? What? what this is all, all modern technology, and they can't get it right, and now they're suspended. So why? Why do you need them? And it's happening often. It's happening. I actually an awful lot. I actually found it very odd that they suspended the crew because he's just doing his job. That's what I like. If you're not standing behind VAR as a league. And this is the Champions League. That's telling me that, to Jimmy's point, you don't really need it if you're not standing behind the calls of your of your referees. Like that that messes with the game. Unless the guy's on the take and they know that. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just surmising. But to Jimmy's point, if you're not standing behind these calls, then what's the point of VAR? Yeah, I think because in in this case, the on-field official gets it right. Well, spirit of spirit versus letter. If this is a letter of the law, it was in. He his arm was yeah, it went off his chest, but his arm was out. Like, it's out I, because he's running. It's his oh, part stride. So yeah, I'm not yes. disagreeing with you, but that's no, no, no. But I'm just you know, is it out at an unnatural angle? That's. I believe it's not the rule. I can't even remember now. It's something like well, that, unnatural, right? but it depends how you run. Like if you run like yeah. Phoebe, <laughs> you do like from Friends. Yeah, you mean, you yeah. Mean well, you, the they need. To, I think it's it's always going to be about VAR because I think VAR is is sort of encroaching on on the game, and it's just it's proven to be disruptive. I think to the flow of the game, but also to calls that are correct. If if you look at that one, I think the on field referee makes the right one. Um, and then is it denying a clear goal scoring opportunity? No. And is he close? Is it a reactive thing because of that ball coming in? Um, I believe it is because he's in close proximity to it. And then UEFA has reviewed that one. FIFA has not. But UEFA has said prior to the season that if it deflects off your trunk or your torso and then hits the arm, that it should not be called a handball. And then it's the unnatural position. If you look at the way that your arms move in opposition to your legs when you're taking a stride and you're running, that is not an unnatural position of the arm. So to me, the on-field referee gets it right. And then it's back to Jimmy's point that VAR 
cocks it up. <laughs> and you can't have subjectivity in the rule book, right? And when you say unnatural, that that right there is subject. <clears throat> Excuse me, subjective. Because each referee will have a different idea of what unnatural is. Right. Yeah, and, but this is why they've been stepped down, right? They got it wrong. And that's again, yeah, like you said, to Jimmy's point. What yeah. as uh, Leo Tolstoy wrote, war, what is sorry, war, what is it good for? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely it, nothing. It, huh. <laughs> <laughs> like that whole unnatural thing just I don't I don't get it sometimes. Because you know, with your biomechanics in the game, the way you move, everybody moves different. Mm-hmm. You know, for instance, if Wonger's playing Wonger's in the box and a ball comes in and hits his pinky, his pinky's in an unnatural position. It is. Gro- a grossly unnatural position. Mm-hmm. Like how many, I'd be aiming for that every time he was in the box. All the time. Right? It's a valid yep. point, actually. That would be a real disadvantage True. for a defender, wouldn't it? Having that kind of horrible finger. Because yeah. everybody's natural, you could argue, is a different definition. Correct. <laughs> Especially that's that I mean. disgusting pinky. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Dubs, no one's saying that's natural, though. That's, that's from a that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> My daughter's rebroken, all... right? You could get that it's rebroken. Been broken four times. No, but rebroken and set. The last time it broke, and I think I've told you this, I couldn't straighten it for about three years until it broke again, because it would be stuck like this. And then all of a sudden it broke again. I could bend it again. Did you just I hang just it out in the traffic and hope that a car? Like, no, how I, how I, you know, when you're on your bike and you do the left and right turns with your arm, I just right. use my pinky. This it must be weird awesome. picking your nose with it. Like yeah. Actually, it's not strong enough. Handy. It's so broken. My, it, it actually hurts because if I get a, get a good one up there and I'm hmm. trying to pull it out, it actually, I hurt my finger. over there is fucking finger's ear. Yeah. <laughs> What was that? So was it broken both times in football? or each time uh, Once football? in football, then what? twice in basketball, and once in ultimate, actually. That's your I own broke, fault. You broke my hand. I dove for a, <laughs> dove for a Frisbee. Don't make fun of ultimate. Dubs is hateful. <laughs> ultimate? What's You'd be ultimate? good at dubs. It's something that you should No, I know. I, well, I like to play Frisbee, but... Lots of running. People, yeah, there's many people that I know that play ultimate that are... A little bit fanatical about ultimate. That's all. You mean, I know. You mean like time. you were with sports? Your competitiveness? <laughs> You're getting no, in a fight at a charity now. basketball game? No, competitive and fanatical. It's it's two different things, in well, my opinion. Ultimate frisbee is dangerous, though. You asked Craig Forrest. Didn't he tell you this story when he was playing ultimate frisbee? So he was with a friend of ours, Kev Foley, mm. and. Uh, he was asking, saying, come on out and play ultimate frisbee in force. He's like, yeah, whatever. I'll come. So <laughs> Kev goes like this. He runs it off too. and he goes, because he's got a he's got a piece. So he runs at the bush. He's like, Force, you go on quick. So he's like, All right. This guy gets a, the frisbee. Force gets on, gives it one of these. You know, as you do in front of the guy moving and yeah. and all of a sudden the guy goes like this and rifles it. Right in force nose, blood everywhere. So by the time Foley turns around from having a pee, he looks and sees Forrest lying on the ground with blood everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is a dangerous sport. You break your finger, you break your nose. Yeah, sure. So Forrest came off right away. Really? Yeah. It was on for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that was his first and last foray into Yeah, I don't know if he finished the game or not, but I was... No, I don't think he did. I think he drove home by himself. <laughs> the last time Craig ran was probably that day. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Wow. You know, if, if I'm playing Frisbee, there better be a dog chasing after it. Otherwise, I've got no interest. <laughs> That's what Frisbees are for. 
I have the to good I, boys I, and good girls. We're like fucking around at the beach. Yeah, Love that's fine. Beach. I guess that's fine. Yeah. Have a yeah. beer. Actually, there's that golf frisbee looks kind of cool though. Oh, that's froth. Oh, yeah, awesome. I played that. Yeah, that is froth. Fun. It's called froth. Can be frisbee golf. <laughs> yeah. You just made that up, didn't you? No, no. I have friends who go, hey, you want to go play froth? <laughs> it kind of looks somewhat enjoyable, I think. Yeah, they have it in Etobicoke and they have it on the island. On the island. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should have. we should play it and, and film it and make oh, a little. We would love that. It's basically a bar game outside. So any like you could, it's it's so much fun. You go with like two or three different frisbees each too. Right. It's a lot Sounds of. Sounds like a load of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Who has that many frisbees? <laughs> you walk around with yeah. a like, pack, Jimmy. You'd love it. Let's yeah. go play. We need 15 Frisbees. I can't come, guys. I can't make yeah. <laughs> um, Moving on. Um, sin bins in football. You've seen this? So this is uh, being approved by IFAB, which is the referee authoritative body. Unlike ABFAB. Um, unlike ABFAB, which is, um, uh, what's the name again, the two of them? Dawn French and... Um, Dawn French? Or was it Jennifer Saunders and ABFAB? Ab- Jennifer Saunders, isn't she in it? can't remember absolutely fabulous yeah yeah i, I remember yeah. the women but i don't know their names yeah i'm pretty sure it's jennifer saunders uh, dawn french was jennifer saunders partner in french and saunders which was a brilliant comedy duo back in the uh, 80s and 90s dawn Fantastic. french is the, the heavier set woman with the with the bob in the bag that's right yeah right? yeah, yeah. she played brilliant. a priest in another show she was married to lenny henry who is one of my all-time favorite uh, actors and comedians Brilliant, dude. Going back to the 80s again. When I was wearing those goalkeeper gloves. I was going to say, talk about three, your goalkeeper gloves again. I watched the Lenny Henry show, Three of a Kind. Oh, my God. He was so funny. The Delbert Wilkins show. Remember that, Jimmy? Back in the 80s? Yeah. 90s, sorry? The Delbert Wilkins show. He was a pirate DJ. Oh, man. I love that. Chef. Show called Chef as well. Great Jason show. knows Lenny Henry, right? Love yeah. Lenny Henry. He's still doing. He's still doing stuff, like comedy stuff. He is, um, yeah. I actually saw him on the BBC documentary on him, and he's just so such a thoughtful guy. And his his background is incredible. As a black kid um, coming through through the nineteen seventies, I think even the sixties, and English entertainment and, and what he went through. But it's, it's really fascinating character. Uh, Joanna Lumley. Yes, thank you. She's great. Yeah, she's Lumley. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Don't know how you got the Simbins. How do we get? How, how do we get Simbins from Lenny Henry or Lenny Henry the Simbins? I think he started with Simbins. Oh, Abfab. Yes. This is a podcast. I listen. I listen. I don't know. We. All right. So, so they've they've approved it, which means it could be um, used at top flight football, potentially the Premier League. And um, they've been using it at youth grade level for a while, experimenting. Essentially, it's been used for descent and specific tactical offences. It could be an orange card. Maybe it's 10 minutes off. They haven't decided that just yet. Um, it's used in rugby to some success. Jimmy, what's your thoughts on this? Are you a fan of the concept of sin bins in football? And might we see it in the near future? Uh, I don't know, Charms. I haven't had really too much time to think about it. But off the top of my head, I think it could work with all the, the nonsense that happens in certain points in a game where they surround the referees and, I think that will cut all that crap out because nobody wants to get sent off 
Especially, I mean, 10 minutes is a long time. It seems a long time. That's what me. I was going to say. It's 10 minutes too long because I could it see it seems, working. Seems way too it might be long. shorter than that. They haven't decided yeah. what the time would right. be. You know, it's five Probably minutes. And minutes. It stops everybody surrounding the referee, stops all the handbags. Then why not? Did you say handbags? It's, yeah. Handbags at 20 paces. Yeah. It's all like, you know, that little shoving and all the stupid stuff where they're not going to fight and they're fake fighting. fighting. Call it's an extremely back. chauvinistic and sexist term in football. Which we I've never heard it. I've never heard not. it before. No. no. There comes some handbags no. at 20 paces. It's like a duel, I think. And yeah, all the nonsense, all the... Oh. It's all fluff, right? Is it? Well, fluff, yeah, exactly. Not fighting, they're not shooting. It's like a slap fight. Like Essentially, it's girls fighting. That's where it comes from, I think. That's, I don't that's, know. I'm not saying it's right. It was that's English where it comes term. from. Yeah, But they always used to say it. They still say it. <laughs> Hmm. Sorry, Thumbs. She's seething right now. No, I'm not impressed. (laughs) (laughs) These fucking, once again, it's so nate, so deeply, deeply sewn (laughs) into the fabric of sport. Can't escape it. Just got equal pay, and there's still fucking handbags being tossed around. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, yeah, I know you're saying, Jimmy, there's obviously so much still to talk about it, but I don't know, Dubs, I mean, the, the idea is there's too many cars being thrown around now, too many yellows and reds, and there should be something in between in between that, mm-hmm. I suppose, is, is the, the argument here. And dissent is a problem for sure Yeah, the game. We know that. Yeah, and I think it's so um, inconsistent in terms, like you saw when PSG is, is clamoring for that handball call um, against uh, our favorite Livermento. Um, they, they do, there's somebody who charges at the referee, and to his credit, he immediately gives them a yellow. But that's so inconsistent across the game. It's not often done. So I think you do need something like that. Or as you said, for the really tactical professional fouls, like a like a shirt tug or um, something like that. Um, I like it. I'm, I'm for it. I think yeah, I agree with you. Ten minutes is too long, but maybe it's five or, you know, they, they figure something else out. John Terry was saying but his concern would be that you go down a man for five or ten minutes suddenly you become uber-defensive and the game suffers. There's a point to that, I suppose, isn't there, Jimmy? Yeah, there is. Tactically, you gotta you got to really think about it, and you probably would end up bunkering in a little bit, wouldn't you? Because then the opposition know that they've got to get the ball forward as quick as possible because they've only got five minutes with a man down, playing against a man down. So you're going to try to get as many chances as you can. So you would tend to defend more for that next five minutes until your player's back on, then you can start going forward again. So tactically, yeah, I could see that happening. Unless you're Spurs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh, opportunity. An, an extremely aggressive high line, <laughs> even with nine men. But I, think, I, I don't know. I don't like that, though. I, he's not wrong with what he's saying, with how you would adjust. But it's, it's going to be in place, if it is, as a deterrent to a certain type of behavior. So then don't exhibit the behavior and you won't get punished for it and you won't have to adjust. Yeah. I don't know. Seems like a all right, Dubs. What if what if the re- the the goalkeeper gives it to the referee and gets simbined? Can you simbin a goalkeeper? Then it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just take away one glove. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe. One glove and one shoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like Craig like says, strip, you don't need gloves. poker. That's one of the craziest things I've, I've ever heard. Take off your Craig, shorts. Craig say. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, you mean in the game? Sorry. I was, okay. Um, <laughs> beg your pardon. Put your pants but... back on. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the crazy things Craig ever said, though, is that, you know, you don't need to wear gloves, really. I, that blew my mind. I assumed that you need to wear gloves as a goalkeeper. Isn't that crazy? Is he, yeah. crazy? Is he telling the truth there? Oh, he he takes that stuff very, very seriously. I know he does. I would believe, believe him. him. Yeah. 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 That was weird, though. But it'll be the same thing with, with like, referees would be less inclined to give that. Again, now the subjectivity and how, like, you, mm, depending yeah, on the yeah. player, depending on the team, depending on the position that they play, they'll be less inclined to give it to a goalkeeper. So maybe yeah. if it is implemented, you have to have the foresight to think about that. And maybe if it is a goalkeeper who's involved, then the, the, the punishment or the consequence is different than for an out player. I suppose so. They're very so much really be, for a goalkeeper would be time wasting, wouldn't it? That's what they normally get booked for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or sure. it's always an outfield player, like too many men on the ice for hockey. It's mm-hmm. up to the it's up to the coach to decide which outfield player has to serve it for the goalkeeper. That's right. Hmm. Be, <laughs> the more I think about it, it's like more complications into an already complicated game that we can't get right. I do like the concept of uh, only letting the captain talk to the referee, which is being I love that seriously considered. Now you can have to stealing from rugby, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's worked for years in rugby. You, you're going to have to train that out of the players. Though. It won't just happen overnight. It's such a part of the game, isn't it? You know, the ref, referees talking to the players, players berating the referee. That but you know what? Like, I, I remember when I was in the UK, especially when I was younger. It was really the the captains used to be talking to the, the to the referee. And if the game got a little bit heated, the, the referee would call both captains in and just say, get a hold of your team here because someone's going to get sent off. Mm-hmm. And then the captain yeah. come out and tell everybody, relax, calm down. And Yeah, I wonder what the rules are with that because you're right. Captains generally are the conduit, right, to the referee on the pitch. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you, you, you wouldn't be allowed to talk to the referee. Even in rugby, you can talk to the referee just, you know, kind of small talk. Be like going? dealing with a decision, right? Dealing with a particular yeah. decision. Yeah, an expl- explanation. Hey, sir, can you explain that to me? What did I do wrong? That kind of stuff. And maybe it's how you say it. In rugby, it's like, excuse me, sir, what happened there? In football, it's fuck you. Mm. That's that's the difference. Yeah. But it's right. ingrained in some sports, like you said, Charms. Uh, I know my I'm watching my daughter play competitive volleyball. Captains only can go and talk to the uh, the, the referee. Um, you know, so there's if you ingrain it into the athletes, there's a level of respect. Um, they've kind of lost that grain <laughs> in professional <laughs> footy, haven't they? When they're rushing these guys and the, the refs are getting bumped. I mean, if someone would bump you and you're just making a call, that's a, I mean, they've let, they've let people get away with it depending on the player too, right? Well, in hockey though, I mean, it's improved in hockey. Yeah. In the 90s, it was brutal, the swarming yeah. of the referee. Got, in my, my, my mind, I got an envision of uh, Darcy Tucker mm-hmm. just screaming in the referee's face, eyes yeah. bulging, right? You just don't see that anymore. Yeah. They, cut, they cut, it down, cut it back. So, And they're so progressive in hockey. Right, yes, we know. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. we'll see. I'm interested in that. Um, listen, we're almost out of time here. Me and Wong have a meeting. Um, do you have any uh, uh, any baggers? How's your sack? Well, I just wanted, it? and it's too bad that our friend Craig Forrest wasn't here, but it was all about Max Crapo. And uh, we were 
Craig, Craig was, you know, mentioning how great he's done. He said, Craig goes on, his tweet was amazing performance. You can't write the shit Max Crapo has been through in the last 13 months. Inspiring. Um, and that got some retweets and some po- reposts. Mitch Flynn said he needs to be the new number one for Cannes men's team. It's time. And the hashtags free Max. That made me laugh. <laughs> and um, this other gentleman, Mr. What have you done for me lately? Uh, Craig, you need to join us fans in calling out the people running the national team, not having him as the number one. Your voice is louder than most mate. So it was just interesting to me what everyone else I think is seeing in in the goalkeeper competition um, and the results that have been around and the keepy uppy with Borean and the, you know, that maybe it's time at least that Max is given the opportunity to play at that higher level. Trouble is though, here's a problem with that. Right? Yeah. The next big game's coming up I know. Are, are next Pretty March, bad. right? Yep. But, and Max won't be playing until then. Outside, right. once, these, once these playoffs finish, he's, uh, he's sitting, he's his off-season. Whereas Milan... But where's Borean at the same time? He's playing. Yeah, all through that? Yeah. He's playing. Oh, what, the season, season, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So you've got the match-ready goalkeeper and you've got the, the guy in the off-season. Yeah, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. But it's a valid point, though. It's, it's interesting. Listen, I, I'm sure he'll be number one by the time 2026 rolls around. Yeah, because I thought... If, if you're a Max right now, if you were Max right now, and the way that I'm playing, I would be asking LAFC to go out on loan during the offseason. Mm-hmm. Say, loan me somewhere. I need to play because I want to be the number one come March. That's, and because that's he can... Now he could argue that he he because of his injury, right? He only played not even half a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Huh. That's what he should do. do you, after Europe, do you think uh, Max has what it takes to play in Europe, Jimmy? Do I what? Sorry, do you think he's got what it takes to play in Europe? I think so. I think he's a good keeper. I think he could play somewhere. What league do you think would be a good fit for him? Where he could go in and get minutes, because that would be the thing, right? Finding the right yeah, the minutes, I think club probably maybe, then being starting. Maybe Scandinavia. I think mm-hmm. he'd be winning, winning that way. Obviously, Premier League, no, La Liga, not yet. But I think if he ended up going to Scandinavia, I think, because it's all about first-team football. That's all you want. And if mm-hmm. you're going there, then you, I think you've got a better opportunity than what you would do going to certain other places. Mm-hmm. But there's been a number of North American goalkeepers have been successful over there, right? Obviously, our own Craig Forrest, uh, yeah. Brad Friedel, Casey Keller. Lars Hirschfeld plays for years over there. Yeah. Right, Jimmy? Mm-hmm. Uh, Turner right. now is over there. Less Turner, success yeah. lately, but he's That's over right. there. Yeah. yeah. It happens. It can happen. So there's got to be a, a pathway there. Um, okay. Uh, anything else you want to get to? Uh, the December 5th match at... at Dubs is going to be out there. Let's remind people that. Go track her down, get an autograph, get a picture. Yep. And I Carrie posted yesterday that the Voyagers are having a karaoke night. Maybe get a jersey. Yeah. A karaoke night, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> everybody gets right. a Dubs jersey. No. I don't have any left. Yeah. <laughs> Dubs is by the front door with a box, just handing them out. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that strange lady at the front handing out shirts? Yeah. <laughs> Brenda Wolf shirts. I don't get it. 
But I Sophie Schmidt is fully part of the of that roster yeah, that's, now. That's because, cool, right? Yeah, yeah, Julia Grosso suffered an ankle injury, unfortunately, with uh, with Juve, and so did Evelyn Bien. So they've got. I, I like that because all this hoopla around Sinky, right? It's almost as if Sophie's career is being lost in the mix here. Yeah. Also, a, some... an incredible career. So it's nice that she's yeah. coming back, and we'll, we'll be given a chance to, you know, enjoy some plaudits. Hopefully, yep. in what what are they are they at forty thousand yet for that that Vancouver game? I think they're close. close. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. incredible though. That's great. Yeah, and great. renamed the Christine Christine Sinclair place for the game. That's BC fine. place. That's yeah. smart. Yeah. Oh, and Kone scored too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, nice Apparently goal for best game so far for Watford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as that's Jimmy said, well. after his best game for Canada, even though there was some debate about that on the on the tweet Tweeterville. It's so funny, yeah. I know the uh, conflicting opinions. I love football just in general. You know, the, like honestly, you can pick a player and one match, and you'll you'll see from what an incredible performance to utter shit. The spectrum mm-hmm. is crazy. What people see yeah. and what they don't see. Yeah, and it's also that that giveaway, right? Like Kone's mm-hmm. dispossessed, and they go down the other way, and, and Jamaica scores, and so that one moment, people are like, "Oh, he's shit." No, yeah. he didn't. Did you watch the rest of the game? I know. Exactly. In that case, Stefan Estacchio shit as well. Yep. It's what? He's not shit. He's pretty good. Anyway, uh, this is Footy Prime, uh, FuboTV.com. Sign up now, FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime. Premier League is upon us again this weekend. It's uh, as an exciting a season as we've seen for some time. Amazing. That goes really well for the next few months. And uh, why not put some money, sprinkle some money on your favorite team? TonyBet.ca. <laughs> You still hit that sprinkle, don't you? Beth? I really do. I don't know why. I think it's great. Sprinkle some <laughs> panties on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. This is Footy Primer back on Friday. Uh, yeah, I can do Friday. Cool. Hold on. Craig should be... Maybe not. Maybe. Uh, we'll see. We're trying to we'll get see. him in on a yep. satellite dish. He's <laughs> back soon, though. He'll return very, very soon with his always dependable... Wi-Fi. All right. Laters, everyone. Cheers. And Beach, we love you. Congratulations. This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Bat. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. Yay, Beach. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.